three, two, one. For the week ending on June 12th, Philadelphia had a total record of 5-4-0, with the Phillies going 3-3, winning a series and losing a series. The Soul losing their one game 41-48, the Fusion losing their one match 0-4, and the Union going 1-1-0 with a 3-2 win and a 1-2 loss. So much to talk about as always, all this and more, so sit down, relax, and enjoy your ride here on The Orange Line. Welcome back to your weekly source of Philly sports. I'm stumbling over my words today. Um, The Orange Line, Philadelphia's first and only 8 for 8 sports podcast. I'm your host, Dr. PhD, and we're going to be going over some of Philadelphia's sports throughout the MLB, NHL, MLS, NFL, NBA, NLL, AFL, and OWL. I don't think I missed anyone there. Um, but let's uh, just start things off the way we usually do, where we left off last week and then work our ways up from you know least amount of news to the most amount of news, and uh, we're gonna kick things off with the union. Um, the U have been pretty decent as of late, and uh, this weekend was a very good indicator of that. They had a tough task. To, uh, to deal with in the New York Red Bull, who came into Philadelphia looking to, I, I guess, beat their division rivals. I don't know what it is about Philadelphia and New York that makes it a rivalry. Everyone knows that Philadelphia is just monumentally better than uh, New York, but I guess it has to be a rivalry in every single sport ever. Um... So we had our work cut out for us. They were a pretty decent team, and uh, I know a lot of people were very excited. And the game itself, it was uh, it was very exciting. A 3-2 to two win, like I already said. And uh, the way we got it done was actually pretty great. Going into the half, we were actually down 2 to nil, and uh, it didn't really seem that good. It seemed like a uh, almost insurmountable um, score to come back from, but... The second half started. We subbed in El Sino, and he starts doing work on the right side of the pitch, as he usually does. Started off with a nice pass across the 18 to uh, Montero, who puts it away, and uh, ended up coming up later in the game with uh, another shot from the right side. So it's now 2-2. Two to two. Things lead us to uh, you know further into the game as things go. And uh, we get to a penalty kick. It's saved by uh, the New England goalkeeper, whoever that may be. They don't really matter. Um, but the save bounces out right to the foot of Ilsenio, who picks up his second goal of the game. Uh, two goals, one assist on the game. Absolutely outstanding performance. Um, great play all around by the Union. Of course, they are the beast in the East. And uh, this... This win was really great. Also, El Sino being named uh, MLS Player of the Week. So, shouts to that. That's awesome. Love getting recognition for some of these Philly players. 
Um, another thing I want to note is that uh, a lot of the teams said that the crowd was one of the best parts um, to the game. They supported the the team through uh, you know being down 0-2, and um, it's it's just great to see. Keep that energy. Keep this team alive. They absolutely deserve a nice little run to them. Uh, that wasn't the end of the Union's week, though. They actually had a uh, another game on Wednesday, um, which was overshadowed by some other events, but that's all right. Um, they took a late loss to uh, D.C. United. I said that this was going to be the first of a few games for the U.S. Open Cup. Unfortunately, my prediction was wrong. I am no longer the Nostradamus of Philadelphia. My own moniker doesn't mean anything. Um... But yeah, we took a, a pretty late loss. It was into extra time, I think, about like a a hundred and fifteen ish minutes it took for uh, the Union to get their first goal. Um, but unfortunately, DC United came back with two of their own in uh, extra time, and it it wasn't too great. But now here's my hope. I'm gonna try to spin it in the way that I can. Um. I, I think this could end up being a pretty good thing for the Union just because of the fact that now they just have one less thing to focus on. I, I mean, I, I'm going to try to find some kind of light at the end of this tunnel, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm not going to be down on it immediately. But that's pretty much the end of uh, the Philadelphia Sports Week. I, I feel pretty content about it. We lost a game that doesn't really affect the league that they're in. Um, and uh, we won the game that does really affect it. So good job to the Union. Keep up the good work. But now we're on to the Wings, and um, I, they, they've just been fairly quiet in their offseason. They haven't had uh, too much really going on. The one thing I want to say is I'm very excited to see the results for the end-of-the-year awards just because, well, they're the end-of-the-year awards. I think that kind of speaks for itself. I, I just want to see if uh, any of the the Wings players actually get their uh, deserving awards. Kyle Matisse or uh, Matt Rambo, or even if our execs uh, get some recognition. Lindsay, shouts to you. <laughs> I, I say it like I'm you know best friends with her. Um, but realistically, they've just been keeping quiet. The only thing I could really kind of figure out is... That uh, about a year ago on Wednesday is when the uh, Wings first, you know, started making this comeback to uh, Philadelphia Lacrosse. So uh, celebrate that. That's a fun little milestone. Other than that, I am patiently waiting to see what's going to happen. I also want to find out what's happening with uh, some of these protect some of these players that we're supposed to be protecting. Uh, is uh, what I meant to say. Uh, just because I know the the expansion draft is happening in July on the seventh, I believe I said, and I just want to make sure you know some of my favorite players are being saved to this team. And speaking of sa- saving players to this team, let's talk about the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. Why don't we? Um. I keep talking about the run back. I keep talking about getting these players back. We it, it still remains to be seen. As of right now, um, you know, no contracts have been signed. Negotiations are still going on. I keep hearing that things are going well with Jimmy Butler, but I did hear that 
um, a New York team. I forget the name of it because there's like a billion teams in New York. New York and Los Angeles have too many teams. That's the one thing that I want to you know, get across in this episode of the podcast. They have too many teams. Um, but one of them is looking to see if uh, Tobias Harris would be interested in signing a contract, which would be upsetting because that means the run back isn't going to happen. Lay boo. But for some good news for Tobias, he's uh, been invited to attend the Team USA uh, just mini camp. I guess. He's one of the 20 going, uh, hoping to make uh, the 12-man roster, which would be great for him. He's coming off of a, 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 an incredibly impressive uh, performing season, uh, one of his best of his entire career. Um, and I just think, uh, you know, it'd, it'd be another feather in his cap for uh, for how good he is and another thing that the 76ers can absolutely go like, hey, you know, you, you did pretty well with our team. Why don't, you, uh, why don't you come back a little bit? That'd be pretty cool. Hmm? Um, and uh, the last bit of news that I could really dig up, it's not even that I was digging it up. I didn't have to. It was all over the place. So I'm very happy about it. The 76ers, as well as uh, some other Philadelphia teams, celebrated in the Philadelphia Pride Parade. Um, happy Pride Month, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it was it's it was a nice parade, you know, letting everyone be as expressive as they wish to be um, for who they are. And I love seeing that acceptance and uh, inclusion being uh, thrown around in, in all of these teams, all of these different sports, and uh, in the city of brotherly love. I love it when we live up to that moniker. And a brother that we do love from this city, oh my goodness, um, is Deson Jackson. And uh, first thing I want to say, the dude's a great guy. Dude's a great football player. Dude's a great guy. Um, over this past weekend on Saturday, he held a, uh, a free camp to, I believe, middle school and high school aged kids in North Philly. I assume just teaching them some uh, basic football things. Hey, you know, I'm really good at football. Let me show you how to catch. Let me show you how to, you know, make a run or do a route or something. I don't know. Uh, doing some cool football-y stuff, you know? Um, but uh, that wasn't the end of his day. He was giving back in uh, that aspect, but then he was also seen giving out meals and shirts to uh, some of the impoverished people of Philadelphia, some of the homeless, and... Uh, just showing, you know, he's he's kind of grown up a whole lot since the last time he was in Philadelphia, and he says that he uh, he really does love this city and that he um, he wants to give back in whatever way he possibly can. So good on you, uh, Djax. That's it's absolutely great to see. Um, but he's not just a great guy; he's also a great football player. I've already said that. Um, we all know how great of a wide receiving threat he can be, but he's also insane at punt returns. I was going to say returning punts, but I mixed it up. Oh, well. Um, but yeah, it's looking like he's going to be one of those guys who is leading the charge for um, the punt returner position, I guess, um, which could change some things on the wide receiver depth chart just because of, you know, he's taking punts. He might not be able to play, you know, immediately after. I don't know. Things could change. Maybe he gets hurt. Who knows? Um, but, uh, yeah, I think um, it's the right decision if you uh, remember what he did to 
um, New York, you know, in 2010, 2011. Oh my goodness. One of those years, but, uh, the miracle in the Meadowlands where he had you know, next to no time left on the clock. For some reason, they decided it was a good idea to punt to Deshaun Jackson and, uh, the comeback was complete, and the Eagles absolutely uh, give it to uh, the Giants in the fourth quarter. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I think I'd be okay with Deshaun Jackson leading the way for punt returners. Also, it's looking like his connection with Carson Wentz is doing pretty dang good, um, as well as uh, Carson Wentz's connections with all of his receiving core. And uh, he better get used to it. He's going to be here um, all the way through 2024. He signed a four-year extension, which is great. I think uh, it's a smart move. Go all in on this guy. Um, he's absolutely going to be the future of this uh, Eagles organization. So I I can't really blame anyone for, uh, for wanting this guy around a lot longer than... Uh, than we had him initially, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. But uh, I'm very happy that he's going to be here. And um, like I said, it's just, you know, let's let's uh, see what you're made of, Carson. Let's see what this season holds for you and future seasons ahead of that. But let's talk about this season. Let's talk about this 2019 NHL season. No, this isn't going to be about the Philadelphia Flyers. I have to give congratulations to the St. Louis Blues. They are your 2019 Stanley Cup champions. Hooray! That's the reason why um, maybe some of these notes aren't the best. I, I did them all very late. I apologize if uh, some of these things seem a little weak. Um, but I was very excited for Game 7 last night, St. Louis Blues versus the Boston Bruins. Everyone knows how I feel about Boston um, so yeah, you're gosh darn right. I was rooting for Braden Shen. Um, that's my boy. Um, but, uh, I, I wanted to talk about this first only because it brings closure to the, uh, Dr. PhD pick of the week that I had two weeks ago, I believe, where I just said to be on the lookout for Braden Shen in the Stanley Cup finals, blah, 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 blah. He, uh, he didn't do as well as I uh, delusionally wanted him to. I wanted him to get, like, 16 goals and, like, 19 assists. I wanted him to just, like, pop off all of a sudden. You know, an insane run through uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs. That didn't happen. But he did have three goals, two assists, so five points in uh, the finals. That's uh, pretty decent. Special shouts to him. Um, and I just want to clear this up. I, you know, because I know a lot of people are talking about it on, uh, on all the radio channels and on Twitter and stuff like that. I'm not a St. Louis fan. I am strictly just a Braden Shen fan. I love this guy. I do think that, uh, we shouldn't have traded him, but you can only grade a trade in post. And as of right now, he, uh, he's produced more than the drug dealer and the, uh, draft pick that we got. I'm only going to refer to him as a drug dealer. You're a Laterra. You have lost your name. Um, other than that, the Flyers have started their talks with um, Kevin Hayes, which is absolutely a uh, a good thing to see. Just because, well, he's uh, I don't know. He's he's a guy that uh, would be very nice to have. I guess I don't know. I don't know what else I can say. Other than um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see if uh 
if they do decide to uh, to keep him around. Um, and uh, we, we barely really paid much for him, so it's not the worst thing if he doesn't sign, but I, I think it could be good. Um, the guy that I usually make fun of on uh, this show was talking to me today. He was like, oh, I think it's a little ridiculous that we're even in negotiations with Kevin Hayes, of all people. Like, two weeks ago, when, or whenever we signed him, you were like, oh, this guy's going to be a pretty good 2C. He's going to lighten up some of the pressure that's put on, you know, Nolan Patrick. This could be a really good thing. And now you're like, oh, he's not even worth talking to about his contract. People got to get paid, bud. Um, and from what I hear, I think it's going to be on the high end, uh, $6.5 million over six years. That's just what I hear. That's just what's going on through the grapevine. That's all I know. Um, but honestly, I, I, I really don't care how much these guys get paid. As long as they start doing work on the ice, that's what's really important to me. Um, other trade offseason kind of news. Uh, Fletcher says that the 11th overall pick is, uh, I mean, not up for grabs, but uh, it's tradable. He's willing to consider it, but so far no one's really reached out to uh, make any offers or anything like that. So he pretty much was just like, hey, my DMs are open. Slide on through if uh, if he got anything for me. Doesn't really seem like it as of yet. Oh my goodness. My uh, transitions aren't working, so we're all going to have to do it manually. But right now we have uh, the Philadelphia Fusion to talk about. We're getting into the meat and potatoes of this one, ladies and gentlemen. Um, talking about the fusion, they uh, came back after a nice long rest, a good break after stage two, and um, I may have jinxed this one, ladies and gentlemen. I was very excited for this match. They only had one match this week, and uh, I really wanted them to do well, even though it was against my second favorite team. Um, and... Uh, I thought it was going to be pretty decent. I thought it was going to be back and forth. We're around the same skill level in terms of the record book. And then we got stomped. We absolutely got stomped. It it sucked. Um, after the match, Poco said that there was a lot of practice that was done, but they, they just came up short. It, it didn't really show. And honestly, it's it's upsetting to see, and it's starting to, to, to kind of get to me. Um... I've seen a whole lot of, you know, ideas being thrown around for this team, and uh, I I think it's just tough in the meta that they're in because of playing the three three goats, and uh, it's it's not necessarily a style of gameplay that works well with uh, the players that we have, and I it's just it's rough because. We do have some players that could be better at playing certain characters, but they might not be, you know, played positionally. And I, I don't know. From what I hear, there's beef between two players on the fusion, Carpe and Fraggy. Carpe doesn't really want to play with Fraggy, but Fraggy is a fairly decent um, uh, Reinhardt compared to Sado, and Sado seems to be getting caught out of position a decent amount. So maybe it's time to consider some switches, or um, you know, I'm I'm not sure. It's just it's getting angering at this point that this is a team just like some of our other Philadelphia teams we know can be very good. It's just that they're not producing 
during the matches, during the games where they really need to. Um, also, a whole lot of uh, Ana sightings in um, Overwatch League play, specifically to uh, to counter Diva, which could be harmful to Poco, who um, he just he hasn't been the same. Not as many Poco bombs this season as uh, there were last season. But hopefully, hopefully, our boys can bounce back. Because I know that they can. This this is a team that uh, has the ability to be very, very good. But who knows. Another team that can be very, very good, but who knows. Oh, my goodness. I'm on point with all these transitions. Um, uh, We're talking about the Philadelphia Soul. They're, uh, they're back in the L column, and it's not something that I'm proud to say. But it was it was a really tough loss on Saturday. Um, like I said, they lost 41 to 48, I believe, and, uh, it, it was almost really sweet, actually, how it ended, but, um, it, it just didn't go our way. At the end of the game, with about a minute left, it was 41 to 41, I believe, uh, the soul were kicking to, who did we play? Washington. I, I completely forgot. Um... But uh, they they were tied forty one to forty one, kicking to Washington, and a onside kick was the call. It looked good at first, and I'm not sure who returned it, but whoever grabbed the ball initially was able to run through uh, Washington and ended up scoring a touchdown. The play got challenged, and apparently we touched the ball at the nine, which is a no go in the AFL. So they had to bring the ball back to the nine. They gave the ball to Washington, who obviously scores very easily, um, giving us next to no time to play. We did have, I think, 20 seconds left on the clock, which is uh, the same amount of time that it took Washington to come back on us, I believe, in week two. No, it wasn't week two. Maybe it was week three or four. Um, but yeah, we were not able to make the comeback. It was a little upsetting. Um, and, uh, well, a turnover like that can cost us, especially late in the game, but there was, uh, there was a big turnover early in the game where we had the ball first and goal at the one, um, which turned into an interception and the ball going the other way, which, you know, that, that's another thing that could have changed the, uh, tide of the game, so you don't really want to see that. James Roman, though, he got recognized. Um, for being the AFL Defensive Player of the Week, so that's great. Had a big interception that uh, you know could have you know prevented a touchdown, prevented a series of plays to uh, get a touchdown, keep the score where it was. So uh, good for him. Um, but yeah, turnovers in that game. Even though we got one of our own, they killed us. And to talk about our last team, it is uh, the Philadelphia Phillies. Like I said, they uh, had a pretty middle-of-the-road week, 3-3, three and three, and um, it it was, I don't know. I, I think looking at it statistically, it should be to be expected, I guess. I saw a stat going into the week that the Phillies are 32-5, and five, I think, when scoring four or more runs in a game, and after this week, it, that was kind of the case besides the one um, eight to 13 loss that we took to Arizona, which is a, a mind blowing game that I, I don't really want to get into. Um, 
but uh, they they started the week off strong. A quick um, series W against uh, who do we play? Cincinnati, which um, you know is is a great way to start. But other than that, we we kind of kept pace with the uh, the scoring four more four or more runs and uh, winning the game. Um, it was just uh, in the games that we lost, we weren't able to get our offense going which really seems to be the story for this team. It's not something that I'm particularly fond of, but, uh, you know, I I think at some point they're going to sync up. I, I keep saying that. God, I hope it happens. Um, because uh, if it doesn't, we could be in a, in a pretty sticky situation because our pitching is starting to fail us. It's starting to not do well. And I feel a little stupid for two weeks ago saying, yeah, I'm starting to have more faith in this pitching rotation. No, I'm, it it sucks because we have lost a very key player in left field in Andrew McCutcheon. And now we're just like, we, we have to find people that can play in the outfield. It's nice to have depth on the infield. And then we have, you know, only a few people in the bullpen and our starting rotations I this team isn't what I want it to be this team can be a lot better this team is being a usual Philadelphia team and I expected more from them not this team they start off so hot well we're we're still up there at least in the standings we're only half a game back behind uh Atlanta so like I, I'm not saying we're out of it. We're definitely not. It's just that like the the offensive struggles suck, and when they're hot, they're hot, and you gotta love the play. But it, it, they can't keep it consistent, which is gonna be something that needs to happen if they want to be a playoff bound team and a contender ish team. And you can't let it happen on days like um on Wednesday with uh with Eflin's start. He goes eight innings, only allows two runs, and the 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 Phillies can't post anything. It's uh it's frustrating and I like the only thing I can think of is like start signing people, start getting rid of people. I don't I don't know what to do. This pitching rotation is is bonkers. That's I don't know. But that's been the week. That's uh, all the news that I have for you. Um, so let's take a look at the week ahead. Why don't we? Um, the Phillies do have two series. It's going to be starting on Friday against Atlanta in Atlanta. Friday to Sunday, that is, all the way up to Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Um, and uh, Monday through Wednesday, we have a series against the Washington um losing out on Bryce Harper's uh no the Washington Nationals and um it's going to be a big week in terms of the Phillies have to be able to compete against um these division rivals I know that's why they sat uh Harper on Friday no not Friday Wednesday um just because you know he he needs some rest before some of these uh, big games I believe I also saw we have 17 straight games Something like that, absolutely ridiculous. So uh, he's going to need some rest. And uh, the Soul have a game this week. It's going to be happening on Sunday, Father's Day, against the Atlantic City Blackjacks, one of the newer teams to this 
AFL league. Hopefully we can beat up on them like we did in week one. Um, And the Fusion have two matches this week. One is going to be happening on Saturday against the LA Gladiators, I believe. And um, we have another one on Sunday, which is going to be against Boston. Who gives a crap what the second part of that name is? Um, But yeah, I think uh, there's possibilities that this week can go well. I saw that um, a few of the teams that we're playing aren't doing the greatest, so hopefully we can capitalize. And what may be some of the things we can capitalize on? Well, that's where we get into the Dr. PhD Picks of the Week. I'm going to pick three things, two of which are going to be Philly sports related, maybe some games or players to look out for, and the third one is always going to be a wild card, something that I'm thinking about, something that I want you to check out, or something to just, you know, maybe ponder. I don't know. I don't know. Um, But the first one is going to be the Phillies. They are going to be starting this stretch against our division rivals. I already talked about that. Um, The first one being Atlanta, who are currently first in the East by only a half game. So the East is up for grabs as of right now. I know that it's very early in the season to be considering that, but it is a fact. So we need to strap. Uh, we need to, you know, strap down, figure things out, let this team, um, you know, get their feet under them. I guess get their bats swinging, get the pitches rolling, um, and uh, to capitalize, we're also going to have to snap a five-game Atlanta win streak. But I believe we can do it. I always have faith in my Philadelphia Phillies. For the second pick this week, it's going to be the Fusion. They have to get back in form. And uh, after this disappointing loss, it's really making me want some changes for this team. I don't want to want changes because I want this team to be as successful as it possibly can be. But right now, I am a little hurt. So I, it's not necessarily a pick for one game. I just think we need a win by the end of Boston. If we don't win against L.A., okay. Right now, they're, I think, a bit ahead of us in the standings. But Boston is one of the worst teams in the league. Um, so we uh, we really need a win here. And the third one, the third pick of the week, is going to be a YouTube channel um, named Five Points Vids. Uh, it's run by a guy. I'm not sure what his name is, but he's a really funny guy. Who uh, he talks about pretty much all leagues, all sports, um, and a whole manner of things. The videos that I really like, he's talked about the logos of each of the NFL, NHL, NBA, and MLB teams, and just criticizing them or saying that they look cool or something like that. There's always jokes there. There's always satire there. He's always willing to bust on teams, even his own teams, um, and he's a uh, He's a really fun YouTube channel to look out for. So I highly suggest it. Um, So shouts to Five Points Vids. Other than that, that's been the show. I hope you really enjoyed it. I know I always do. Um, If you would like to, feel free to follow me on social media. That's going to be at Dr. PhD, D-O-C-T-E-R-P-H-D. If you want to follow the uh, podcast, you can. That's going to be at Orange Line Pod, spelled exactly the way you would think. And um, other than that, I hope you have a great day. Um, it's a little dark out here, as you can probably see in the windows. You might be able to hear some rain. 
But uh, I hope things are going well for you, and I hope things are going well for Philadelphia sports this week. And I will see you next time.